As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 14. Episode 11. This is Writing Excuses, magic without rules. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary Robinette. I'm Margaret. And I'm Howard. And we are going to be talking about non-rule-based magic systems in this podcast. The title is actually a little bit contentious. I wanted to call it soft magic. And, and if you Google soft magic, you will mostly find me yeah. defining <laughs> soft magic this way. Um, it, is a, it is a term. Lots of people like to use the term soft fantasy to mean different things. Um, and so we're just going to say... Magic without rules. Yeah, this and, is the and, definition and we're in looking term, at. Just talking about the term for a moment, magic without rules gives us a nice level of specificity mm-hmm. for why we are doing a thing with magic, what it means to the reader, what it means for the story. Yeah. Um, the, provided we understand what we mean by the words magic yeah. without <laughs> and rules. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the other terms that you will hear for talking about this uh, this kind of concept is numinous magic, 
which is, again, magic in yeah. which the, the rules are not delineated. Right. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean there are no rules. It can mean you're yeah. just writing a story with no rules. Basically, when we talk about rule-based magic system, non-rule-based magic system, the idea is that the characters— don't know necessarily. Like they are not, the uh, a, a rule-based magic system is often the story is about or involves the characters coming to understand, manipulate, and use and control the world around them. It's, That's, this yeah. is, it's best understood, Brandon, through the example that you use when you illustrate Sanderson's first law. Uh, the one ring is hard magic. Yeah. We know what happens when you put it on. We know how to break it. We know that nobody is able to willfully throw it into the lava. Yeah. Um, Gandalf is soft magic, or Gandalf is ruleless yes. magic. There are no rules. We don't know what Gandalf can do. Wizards are mysterious and scary. We don't know what's going to happen with the Balrog. We don't know if he can wave his staff and make the bad guys go away. He's a wizard. Yep. And of course, there are Tolkien fans out there listening right now are like, no, no, I can list off the powers of a wizard. And that is fine. That's from appendix material. You've dug into it. We're just talking about the general effect on the characters, specifically here, the hobbits, or the reader not really knowing and not needing to know. Yeah. And that that is the thing that I was going to say is that, that when we're talking about this, it's okay to not have rules unless it is important to the story for the character to un- for, yeah. for the reader to understand. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about rule ba- magic in which there are no rules, we're talking about a story in which it's not important to understand yes, the rules. Yes, exactly. In right. fact, the goal of the story is that you don't. Yeah. Or where it is important to not have a full understanding of how this works. Or, or just that it's not important. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just don't just, need to know. The story is about something other than the mechanics of yeah. how this works. Exactly. And some of the sometimes, like— it, it, it's for ambiance reasons, but uh, Margaret, you just remind me, there's lots of times that if you take one step into the explaining the magic realm, suddenly you are raising a whole host of questions that if you don't address and answer can really make the story feel off. And if you never take that first step, if you're to the reader from the get-go, no, this is not relevant, accept it, this is your buy, as we talked about mm-hmm. last month, and then go forward, your story is free to focus on this other thing without getting caught in the weeds of how to having to explain this level of magic and this level of magic and this magic stone and that There's sort of a, thing. The science fiction concept here is hand wavium. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, this is not the I'm waving my hand like these aren't the droids you're looking for, <laughs> except it's these. Are, this is not the physics you're looking for. Below a certain point, we're not going to go into the physics. We're not going to talk about the neutrino output of this. We're just going to let this slide because the moment we commit to math at that level, mm-hmm. everything starts to unravel and we're no longer telling the story we want to tell. Well, like One of the examples that I actually think of is King Arthur. Like, how exactly does that sword stay in the stone? Like, how does it know? Is there, is there, a, you know, is it a DNA test? Is it like what is what is the the the, the rule system for keeping the sword in the stone and identifying the one true king? We don't know. We don't care. Right. Yeah. The one. Yeah. Um, the. I I was thinking as we were talking of the water that falls on you from nowhere. Mm. Nobody knows where the water comes from. It just falls on you when you lie. Yeah. 
And it's never explained, and we never want to know how it's explained, because that's not what it's about. Yeah, why does Pinocchio's nose grow? Just as he lied. (laughs) Now, I do also want to say, when we're talking about this, there is a distinction to make between, um, there are several different ways to do this. One is to have internal logic and never explain it, which is where we're getting here. But there is another way, which is magic that doesn't seem to have an internal logic, which uh, which. Is, can be really cool. This is the magic that you not only don't understand how it works, you don't understand what the consequences will be if you use this magic. A classic example of this would be like the, the monkey's, uh, monkey's paw, mm-hmm. um, where you, you are given some little bit of information. Hey, this thing will grant you wishes. But the wishes, you'll have no understanding of the, con- uh, the consequences, and often they will go far beyond your expectation where the story becomes less about the magic or even what the magic can do and becomes about the terrible things that happen when you use forces you can't comprehend well, and for me the 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 whole the story the point of the story of the monkey's paw is attempting to understand the rules by which this thing works is going to result in you being betrayed even worse by your use of this thing. Uh, the, the, the more conditions you try to place on it, the more disastrous this will be. So why would you write a story like this? What are, what are some of the things you gain from it? Um, Often you gain a sense of wonder. Uh, the, a lot of times when there, we do start putting rules in, it, it makes something feel mundane and ordinary. And sometimes what you want is something that is numinous, that, that there is a sense of wonder, a sense of awe to it. And, and so one of the things that you can do is, is to take some of the explanation away uh, and just let, let this magical thing happen. Okay. I would say um, sense of wonder can also be replaced with a sense of dread. Yeah, that okay. can go very hand in hand. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things I see from really great uh, ruleless magic. Sometimes is that the main character feels so small. Um, they are presented with a world in which, like Howard, you were telling a story about a, this gun, the lazy gun. Uh, the I, I, I quoted or I referenced uh, Ian Banks last month. Um, I'm going to do it again. Uh, Ian Banks against a dark background. Uh, the whole story is it's a MacGuffin story. We're trying to find the lazy gun, and the only things we know about the lazy gun are if you turn it upside down, it weighs about three pounds more, and if you point it at something and pull the trigger, whatever you've pointed it at will die. And the method of death, at one point it gets fired and a monster mouth appears out of nowhere and munches the guy in half and he's dead. Um... And the result for me, I'm going to come back to Mary with the, uh, the sense of wonder, the, the numinous magic concept. It's a MacGuffin whose, whose rules we don't need to understand. What's important is that the fact that no one understands it and the fact that it is so magical and powerful, now everybody wants it. And that's what drives the story. It's right. the wanting of the thing. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with how the thing works. I love that example of you pull the trigger, you expect them to explode, but something comes out of another dimension and eats them. It leaves you with this sense of, again, this is something beyond my comprehension currently. I have no idea what, how this thing is working. And that's scary. This is uh, this whole kind of eldritch Lovecraftian idea that we are actually very small is a really interesting and 
frightening emotion that fiction can evoke. Yeah. I think the other thing that you get when you have magic without set rules is just in terms of resource allocation, which we were talking about last month, you know, the page weight or the word count that you're not using for explaining how magic works or for having characters who are mastered it, you get to apply it to other things. And if that's not what your story is about, even if you've worked out the rules for how magic works, your story might not need it. Right. That's a, that's a really good point because one thing when newer writers are talking about info dumps and things like this, one thing they don't seem to get, and it's been hard for me to explain sometimes, is that when a reader is really curious about something, you gain info dump equity, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That as soon as you start to info dump on something they're really interested in, then that paragraph kind of blurs away and the world comes to them. And that same paragraph describing something else might be really frustrating to them. And that's often whether you've used your cues correctly, leading them to questions and curiosity, whether, you know, I read a lot of books where I'm really interested in this world element they brought up and instead I get an info dump on a different one. And, oh, I get so bored so quickly. Or I'm really interested in this character's conflict and we stop for the world-building info dump. You got to put these in places. You got to prime the pump for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, One of the things that I say, and I think this gets to the the heart of of what Margaret was talking about with the the focus that you can buy – by time, basically, is that unless this the, the the unless the information and this is true for all exposition, but unless it affects why we care about something, um, unless it affects our understanding of what the character wants, or if it affects if it doesn't affect our understanding of how they will achieve their goal, we don't the reader doesn't actually need to know it. And a lot of times people are like, well, let me explain my magic system. And it's like, do, do we actually need to know? Do I actually need to know how the spaceship works? And that's, that's kind of one of the other things that you can do when you're looking at, at this, this soft magic is it's like, I, you know, I know that when I pick up my phone, I can take pictures with it and occasionally make phone calls. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, well, it works with a computer inside and that's about <laughs> as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. And right. and I think that you can do that with magic too. I'm, I'm reminded of the, I think it was a uh, comedy clip about the uh, airline attendant telling everybody to turn their devices off, and they're <laughs> arguing with her about the devices, and she finally collapses and says, "Okay, look, people, airplanes are magic. We don't know how it works, <laughs> and you guys just need to turn that stuff off because if you break the magic, we fall out of the sky." <laughs> Um, it, it's it's kind of beautiful because, honestly, that's sort of how all of us feel about airplanes. <laughs> yeah. um, I see a dichotomy here in the magic without rules, and it is that there is magic without rules that the reader can see, and there is magic that is explicitly... Uh, there are There is an absence of rules so that what the reader sees is an inconsistency or a, an absence of of any sorts of sense. Um, the lazy gun is that inconsistency. I don't know. Well, there is there is one consistency. It's right. going to kill you. But beyond that, I don't see any rules to it. Yeah, very, mm-hmm. very infrequently we write magic with no rules. Mm-hmm. Um, it can happen. But usually if we're talking about magic without rules, it's magic where the characters can't don't understand usually what will happen or at least the consequences of what they're using. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? 
I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's stop for the book of the week, though, which is actually Book Burners. It is. Book Burners is, it's going to sound like television when I talk about it because we discuss it in terms of season and episodes, but it is a series of novelettes that are released in ebook and audio form, written by Max Gladstone, Mer Lafferty, Andrea Phillips, Brian Francis Slattery, and also by me. And we chose Book Burners for this particular episode because this is a series about a group that works for a black budget arm of the Vatican, charged with keeping encroaching magic, which seems to be coming more and more into our world, and it is their job to try to hold back the tide and keep it out. And the justification that the organization that they worked for is always given for this is the fact that we have no idea how this works. And anybody who has ever tried to use magic constructively or productively ends up being like a toddler with a machine gun. Things go wrong very, very quickly. And uh, it is season four is out now. Season five will be released episodically at some point this summer. And you get to see over the arc how well they do with that job and how they have to change their attitudes towards how magic is. By way of clarification, when you say this summer... Summer of... 2019. Thank you. <laughs> so let me, um, let me ask you specifically, Margaret, how did you go about writing a story where the magic doesn't have rules? Or if it, you know, how did, how did you do this? It started out, because we are writing it collectively and we're sort of building on things and we're building the characters, it did start, there was a certain amount of okay, try weird things, and if it seemed to fit the right tone for the broad strokes of what we thought magic would do, we're like, all right, 
will go with it. In the first season, Murr did an episode where you have a restaurant kitchen that is made out of meat, where people are cutting pieces off the walls and frying it to their customers, and everyone is obsessed with this one restaurant in Scotland. We have episodes where an entire apartment, this is one of Brian's episodes, it transforms into this strange, mutable, magical landscape, and a guy opens the wrong book and gets, you know, kind of sucked into it and becomes part of his apartment. And, you know, and as we went forward, we're like, okay, if this is what we have established, eventually we reach the point where it's like, okay, let's come up with some guidelines as the story is progressing and our arc plot is going on. What is actually going on behind the scenes and what do we think is the cause of what they call the rising tide? Mm. Okay. So you kind of just like your discovery writing and kind of doing that classic discovery writing thing where you're waiting to see what connections the kind of group hive mind comes up with that you will then push forward with. There, There is a certain amount of building the bridge as you are crossing the river going on, yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, what about the rest of you? How do you write something? Now, I have a lot of trouble with this. I'll be perfectly frank. Writing something where I don't start explaining the rules um, I just, uh, I don't do that very often. And if I do, it doesn't go very well. So I, how do you approach it? Well, I, uh, I, I don't outline the rules, but I generate the rules. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, constructed languages at yes. some point. Um, I created a language because I needed a code in which someone knew what the code meant and knew how to find a thing, and it needed to feel like this is a thing that will actually work. It needed to feel as if there was a consistency behind it, but I absolutely did not have time to explain all of the things that went into it. Pages and pages of numerology creation went into two lines of dialogue. That's that's what happens when I try to build magic without rules. (laughs) (laughs) So what I find is that like I've got a story that's coming out in the the last or that came out in the last issue of Shimmer, um, and and it is it, it is ruleless magic, except there are a couple of things that we know that uh, that you don't want to make Grandma say something three times. Um, and what I find with the the ruleless magic when I work with it is that because people are pattern-seeking creatures, that even if the magic, even if I just free-write the magic and things are just weird and stuff just happens, that the characters within that world are still going to try to find patterns to it and and that there's usually one thing that, that they will still kind of hang on to. So, like, we all know that if you walk away from the bus stop, the bus will come. If there is a chance of rain and you leave the house without your umbrella, it will definitely rain on you. Absolutely 100%. We know this, even though that is clearly not actually how this magic system on Earth works. Um, Nora Jemison's uh, 100,000 Kingdoms, the, the magic is a written form of magic. So we, we know that that, but the rest of it is clueless. So what I tend to do is say, well, people are going to try to apply stuff to this. They're just wrong, so it doesn't work consistently. 
because it's it's a it is a rule that they have put on it as a desperate attempt to understand it. I like that idea a lot. Um, that's that's very helpful. In fact, I think I'm going to assign homework along those lines because I've been thinking: take a story that has that you've worked on or that you've been planning that has a very rule based magic, or that you you think you know the rules, um, and have the rules all go wrong intentionally. Like you have control of the story, but have the characters realize they don't know the rules and deal with the ramifications of that. And while you're working on that, I'm going to tell you a secret. There are rules in the Glamorous Histories that Jane and Vincent are completely wrong about. Awesome. Mm. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.